0: It is preeminently the time to speak the truth, the whole truth, frankly and boldly. And the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Amari Global is the first-ever revolutionary mental wellness company focusing on the gut-brain connection for adults and children. Amari's holistic products are designed to optimize performance, positivity, and motivation. The products are made with ancient natural wisdom combined by modern science that supports mood, focus, stress resilience, and whole-body wellness. Whether you're an Olympic athlete or a stressed-out parent, Amari Global's scientific approach is designed to meet you where you are and empower you to be the best version of yourself. Welcome
1: back to AutismRadio.org, home of the world's first autism support radio network and proud 501c3 charitable organization helping families challenged with autism every day get services they desperately need. Please help us make a difference in the autism community and find it in your heart to support one in 88 families in America today. Donate directly at autismdonation.org. Now, stay tuned for a special broadcast of hope saves the day with autism activist, super dad and author of the spectrum diet, master chef and the hope man himself. Your host Paul Simmons.
2: Thank you for that great introduction. As always, it's great to be back on Another Dish, and I hope saves the day. Um, Lots of good stuff in the news lately. Um, You know, just wanted to talk about this topic because um, it's very important, and it's also very near and dear to my heart, obviously. But we're seeing a lot of adult characters uh, with autism move into the TV spotlight. Um, Last week, uh, we had a great guest, Jim Christie, uh, who's the director of Love and Communication, uh, we talked about the film that he created. Again, it wasn't; it was just a story he wanted to tell. It wasn't necessarily something he thought, okay, he wanted to bring autism to the light, but he thought it was a great story. But it does, at the same time, bring kind of autism to the forefront uh, because, again. It shows, you know, some of the challenges of a lot of families that they're dealing with raising a child with autism, but also shows a tremendous amount of dynamics um, for the marriage, the stresses, and the situations they go through as parents. And um, anyway, it's really the, one of the first times that a film has done that. Um, but we're seeing a lot more in the media. Um, Those of you, of course, you know, watch The Good Doctor. I did mention it on last, you know, last episode with um, when I was talking to Jim. You know, it's it's different. Obviously, you know, Sean Murphy, who's the lead character in The Good Doctor. You know, he's a brilliant, brilliant, you know, medical mind, um, but he has autism, right? And you know, he's not again, he's not the only television character you may know and love, obviously, who shows some of the challenges um, in adults with autism. Uh, And again, you have. Some, you know, there's a Netflix uh, actually has a new hit reality show called Love on the Spectrum, which follows adults with autism as they try to find romance. Uh, a good friend of ours, uh, the autism radio community, and also Hope Saves the Day, uh, Carrie Magro, um, you know, was involved with this uh, process uh, and again um, did some consulting on the film in the, or I should say the series. But, you know, it's interesting this is the first time that it wasn't really represented. If you go back a decade ago, uh, they, they really found that most obviously depictions of autism were focused on children and wasn't a lot um, inclusion of adults. So again, we're seeing a shift in Hollywood and television. And again, even movies and even theater where, You know, the important issues, again, um, because adults with autism often, often say, you know, it's very annoying to them that it's always about children, right? And again, it's like they feel like as adults, that makes them feel invisible. And, you know, they talk about how it's like if they fall off a cliff when they turn 18, because there's very few resources available for them after that. And I think this resonates with myself, um, Jim also, as both our children and now are 19 years old, right? So they're not children anymore. And again, they don't stop being autistic and they need plenty of accommodations when they become adults. So now, I think the difference is here that we we talk about sometimes, again, uh, when we look at the autism spectrum disorder you know we have a lot of individuals like you know when you talk about like Sean Murphy you know yes he has autism and he deals with a lot of challenges but he is able to have a job right he's working full time as a medical doctor very talented so this is the other flip side of the coin that we talk about in the world of autism when we talk about the spectrum when we gear towards Highlighting individuals with talents and have abilities, and again, are able to navigate a more independent life. And I think that is one area that kind of divides our community sometimes. And it's a very hot topic that's talked about a lot. And, you know, again, it, I think it's important that, you know, both sides are represented here, right? Again, adults with autism, very important that. Again, they're getting their, you know, public and profile awareness right. And again, um, there's been some studies that initially, this is going back to 2011, um, when it concluded there was an investigation done uh, with some universities and stuff. Concluded that adults with autism were getting kind of like the short terms of again their public profile and awareness brought full, you know, kind of forward. Because, again, there was the only adult at the time when I talked about my son's diagnosis, the only thing that I knew in film was the movie Rain Man, which was again, portrayed by Dustin Hoffman with Tom Cruise, which is a really, really good movie, if you haven't seen it, um, called Rain Man. So it is interesting where there is a little bit of a bias, I guess, towards children with autism. Uh, and again, so here, here's, the, here's the challenges, here's the difference, right? So in 2011, there was a study done, and they were showing how it was biased towards children with autism seemed to reflect the fact that the, a lot of the autism adv- adv- advocacy, I, sorry, advocacy groups were often led by caregivers of autistic children, So, which is true. And I was one of those, right? So again, I had a child with autism. And we, a lot of our programs involve younger children, right? So as we started to progress, obviously our children start aging out of, you know, being children, right? And more towards adolescents and teenagers and even into adulthood, we start shifting our, our gears and, and coming up with more things available. So the presumption was like a lot of these groups naturally gravitate towards highlighting the initial diagnosis, concerns, and of course, putting out treatments. And we know like Autism Speaks was big with that, right? That was one of their big things. Um, When you just look at the, you know, again, the autism community, how it's evolved over the years. And, you know, on the other hand, there was um, some studies done about when we talk about movies and TV shows, right? So, There was 124 movies and TV shows that were released between 2010 and 2019. And these were all projects featured one or more autistic characters in in the production, in the film, in the cast. And then they took um, some studies of nearly 500 fictional English language books that were published between 2010 and 2017 to look for keywords such as autism or autistic or Asperger's. And there was almost 100 autism-focused news articles published over a one-month period in the spring of 2020 that were analyzed. In addition, the team also reviewed a web-based content of well-known autism advocacies and charitable organizations in 2019. So, you know, when you look at the entertainment front, the research team also noted that one-third of the featured characters with autism, in either film or TV, were pegged as adults in the years leading up to the 2011 analysis. But the 2019 figure actually shot up to 42%. So this study team suggested that the shift was due in part of the entertainment industry move to proactively seek out the autism community consultants for relevant projects. Again, Kerry Magro, a good friend of mine, has done a ton of this, you know, and again, helping and consulting with a lot of films, because a lot of times the actors are not autistic that are in these films, too. They portray an autism, you know, or are portraying an autistic adult, but they're not necessarily autistic. You know, when you look at, uh, you know, the show with Sean Murphy. The good doctor, you know, he's an actor. He doesn't have autism, but he portrays an autistic adult. And again, you need people that have autism to help make it more real, right? What is is that person like? What are their character traits that they show that make them different than everyone else? So there was um, world news coverage. Um, Nearly forty percent of the reports touched on autism concern on the adults between. 2010 and 2017 compared to with just over 20% back when a 2011 review was conducted, actually. So there's an advocacy group analysis that put content f- put forth in 2019, and this was actually the Autism Society of America, known as ASA, which established in 19, back in 1965 by parents of autistic children and their physicians. And then after reviewing... That year's homepage across 49 states and regional chapters of ASA, the team found that 20% of the photos that were presented online were adults compared to with just 5% in the years leading up to 2011. And then you looked at 16 other autism organization websites suggested a much similar trend. Then there was a new report that actually was published online recently in a journal of called Autism in Adulthood, which is a, or another resource. And then the director, uh, David Caron, who's the adult director of services for Autism Speaks, um, though not involved in research, he was saying he's considering that autistic adults have been working for recognition for many years and a much increase, you're seeing a much increase in visibility, is not surprising. And again, it's way overdue, he said. He also said that while early autism advocacy organizations made strives for driving awareness, especially among children, many did not factor in the perspective of autistic adults, and therefore they failed to represent millions on the spectrum. And adult self-advocates helped to push the missions of these organizations beyond awareness to meaningful community integration, understanding, and acceptance. So the result of this... He said that the increase in the adult representation in the media would hopefully continue to help drive public awareness and result in development of additional resources to support autistic individuals throughout their lifespan. Um, Even though that adults with autism are gaining a bigger slice of the population culture pie, they are very often uh, depicted in almost like a childhood context. And they're saying the example among those news articles that back in 2020 that touched on adult autism about one third drew attention to the patient's parents. So it's interesting because, you know, it is it is actually a very interesting study, you know, doing this. And, you know, when you look at I think, you know, we need to see more representation. And better representation, you know, going forward, I think, for adults with autism. And that's the message and the bottom line on that. So I think it's interesting, though, that we are seeing more definitely exposure, you know, for the adults on autism. But I also think it's important for more exposure for autism in general, right? And we talked about, again, how TV characters, you know, there's a lot more out there in films and TV being represented. Um, but we're seeing a lot more, you know, projects being done with autism. Again, if you have a chance to go see love and communication, um, again, if you happen to be in New Jersey or in that area, you know, there's a film festival coming up that I definitely recommend you go see because it's going to be phenomenal. Um, you know, again, if you haven't had a chance to listen to my interview with Jim Christie, uh, last week, um, it's just, it's just awesome. Um, you really, really should try to go and see this film. Um, and it's, again, it's not on a social, it's not on a mainstream, you know, basically platform at this time. So what he's doing He's having an East Coast premiere, which is July 23rd, and it's going to be at the New Hope Film Festival. And again, you can buy tickets here. Um, You can also listen to our podcast link, which is on his website. Um, And then, of course, he has a a press kit as well. Again, we need to get more exposure. Uh, This film is is phenomenal guys i'm just telling you you don't want to miss it and i know again we had an interview last week and we talked about it but i just feel how important this film needs to be made because this does truly bring the reality of what a lot of families are challenged with day to day that doesn't get shown to most people you know i remember and i talked about this multiple times over the years but you know I would talk about my son and right away people would say, oh, what, what talent does he have? Or what, you know, what kind of gifts does he have? And I'm like, well, right now we're just trying to get him to use the toilet and, you know, go to the bathroom in the toilet. You know, and they were like, they kind of puzzled and looked at me because it it would, you know, at the time I'd get a little annoyed. I'd be honest. I was like, as a parent, you're saying to yourself, you're just trying to get your child to use the bathroom and he's like 13 years old and he's still in diapers and they're saying like your son should have like some servant type gift, and that's not me. And I know we talked about that with Jim last week as well, because him and I have gone through very, very, very similar kind of pathways. So anyway, I just think it's really important to again, and 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 I don't want, I guess it's just trying to find a way to blend autism together, right? So that there is not a separation between. The adults and the children, right? You know, individuals that require more help and much more support. Um, again, individuals that you know, maybe adults with autism still need some kind of a support system and and require that. But again, they're they're out there, full time jobs, they're making a living, maybe living on their own. Possibly, it's very different, right? But it kind of needs to be all treated the same somehow. And we need to find a way to have common ground where autism is represented. And I think there just needs to be an understanding too, because I feel a lot of times I've talked to a lot of adults with autism and most of them are very, very understanding about Jonathan and my son. And they, they do realize it, you know, the challenges that we are dealing with, but there's many individuals that will say, you know, because, you know, I've read books, multiple books over the years. There's books out there that says autism is a blessing. And if I show that book to a parent like myself, they get upset when they hear that, right? And then that offends when the parent gets upset. That offends the adults with autism. So again, how do we we blend the two together or kind of come to a common ground where we can work together? Because I know... For a good example, or a great example, is I've had on my program over the years, Dr. Temple Grandin. So Dr. Temple Granin, one of the most intelligent individuals you possibly meet in the world and super successful in her books, all the books she's wrote, and all the TED Talks she's done, and all the public speaking over the years and educating about autism. You know, she's one that will approach it very gentle, I believe, you know, because she does know that some parents are going through tough times and she actually has empathy. So I guess my thing is that if we can all just kind of blend together and be more empathetic for one another, because again, when we talk about autism, we meet one person with autism, we meet one person with autism. There's not one size fits all. So I think it's just realizing that, that there's varying degrees of autism. I don't like to say levels. I like to say abilities. I try to use more of a positive term and I don't know. I haven't really heard anything official what people use. And if you do have a term, I would like to know because honestly, you could email me at questions at autismradio.org or call our toll-free number at one eight seven seven hope 777 But I'm sitting here now and I'm just thinking about this and I'm like, you know, I look at abilities, right? You know, you look at individual abilities. My son, for the most part, understands a lot of things. So he has a lot of good comprehension most of the time. But he lacks self-awareness, right? He needs requires a lot of care to keep him out of danger. Um, you know, just, again, he needs a lot of help every day. So how is how is that, you know celebratory, right? For a parent that's doing a lot of the work, right? Raising their child. And that child like almost never grows up, right? And and again, I'm just trying to put this out there to maybe have some understanding for others with adults with autism to try to understand this point from a parent's perspective, right? We talk about parents because the child, you know, they're probably frustrated too. I think sometimes we talk about A lot about the parents, obviously, because obviously being a parent myself, we we do talk about that challenge. But what about my son, right? How is he feeling? Is he happy? And I mentioned this a few weeks ago. What is he feeling, right? Is he frustrated, severely frustrated, you know, that he can't communicate with me in a way he would like to? So he might be more frustrated than I am, right? Do we ever think of that as a parent? I don't know if we always do because a lot of times we go. I you know I talk to thousands, thousands of parents over the years, guys, and they say you know they usually say oh you know my struggles, my challenge, my stuff you know, but sometimes they forget about their son or daughter too. And I'm not saying they forget, but but they talk about it. they don't talk about them per se. Again, how they're feeling, how much hard it is for them. So, again, that's just food for thought. And I'm not saying everybody does that because I know they don't. But, I mean, it does change the way you think about autism. And I think the big thing for me is just trying, again, just trying to blend this and trying to bring the community together in a way where we can help one another's. You know, I know Kerry Magro, a good friend of ours, um, again, does some really good stuff in the autism community. He's been out there. Uh, Has worked with me as a co-host over the years on Hope Saves the Day Um, Does a lot of really good stuff on his own as well Worked with Autism Speaks many years ago Again, he's done a lot of really good things He's an adult with autism that is very successful Um, He's done a lot in his career, in his short career that he's had Uh, Graduated college with, you know, master's degree I mean, it's impressive but Carrie understands that Jonathan, my son, is not going to achieve what he can achieve, nor can he. And I, and it's sad to say that because I don't like putting limits on anything in my life or anyone, right? But it's just not in the cards for Jonathan. No matter what, no matter how hard we try, you know. And again, you don't want to say he gets better because then people start saying, "Well, there's there's not a cure for autism. There's not a disease, right? No, but." But I think if there was a way to fix something in his brain to allow him to talk and allow him to learn and process information differently, would he be able to achieve more? And I think that's the big difference where a parent will say they want their child to get better. So I think adults with autism, can they be more understanding of that fact and what that means to not only the adult, with, or the adult or child with autism, but to the parents that are raising that individual. Because again, if you're doing all the work and a lot of the legwork for that child for the rest of their life, that's a lot. It's a lot of work for a parent. Because they never really truly grow up, right? You have a 19-year-old, can't really take care of themselves. You're getting them dressed in the morning. You're bathing that individual. You're brushing their teeth for them. Sometimes even tying their shoes. Again, very different comparison. So anyway, that's for food for thought for all of you to think about. And I think it's a great topic to continue to talk about because we need to come to a common ground that we can work together. And adults with autism can really help lead the way for many of us, many of us that are struggling. Because they can actually be even more advocates for my son and helping him. So just think about that. So anyway, um, that's one of the big topics that I wanted to talk about today. I uh, also want to give a shout out to a really good friend of mine, um, Pete DeMarco. Uh, he has a great barber shop uh, located at seven seventy Route fifteen South in Lake Opacon. Um, super great guy. We'll do private haircuts for individuals with autism. So if you have a child that has, um, some sensory issues or maybe some challenges, he will literally close the shop and dedicate time to you, um, and cut your child's hair. And he's very, very patient. He has a lot of, um, families that have autistic children that do come to him. And I just wanted to give him a huge shout out. He's just a great guy and a great family man. And, um, Again, he's just a local barber in town. So again, if you're listening on WNNJ, you know, so hopefully Pete is hearing this. Because Pete, I just want to say, listen, I appreciate everything you've done. This help support Autism Radio over the years. And again, just such a great, caring guy. And again, give him a call. He takes appointments. You can call him at 973-810-3646. So give him a call. Tell him that Paul... Simmons from Autism Radio, known as VIA Hope Man himself, recommended it. So check him out. He's open again, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m., Monday and Tuesdays, Thursdays and Fridays, 7 to 7, Saturdays, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. So, and then Sundays and Wednesdays, he does appointments only. And usually you can call up and get an appointment. Again, you want to bring your son, your daughter, or anybody. He cuts hair, you know, again. He he does some ladies there, too. I mean, mostly men, of course. It's called a barbershop, but he does some ladies as well. So give him a call. Great guy. His name's Pete DeMarco. Over again on 770 Route 15 in South Lake Opaque New Jersey, 973-810-3646. Give him a call today. Well, I'd like to thank everybody again for the continued support here on the program. also want to mention to you, again, our partnership with Amare Global, um, one of the premier supplement companies out there today for mental health and wellness. So definitely, if you're interested in trying our products, please go to amare.com and you can enter autism radio and literally get 10% off. On or ten, I'm sorry, ten dollars off your next order. So definitely check it out. Let me know. Or if you're interested in the product, you want to know a little more information, I might be able to send you some samples. You can email me at questions at autismradio.org. Or if you want to call us on our toll free number at one eight seven seven hope seven seven seven. Again, Amari Global, great company, and really are making such a difference in the autism community and just the world in general and making people healthier with mental health and wellness products. Well, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope everybody has a great week as always. And remember, until next time, everybody, hope saves the day. Take care, everyone.
0: Hi, I'm Elissa Pizel. I work with Amari Global. I am proud to announce that we have partnered with the Autism Radio family, a cause that is near and dear to my heart. Continue to tune in to Hope Saves a Day every week on autismradio.org. And when you're snapping up your Amare products, don't forget to add promo code autismradio to receive $10 off your first purchase.
1: Every time I see your smile I wonder what you feel Every time you laugh or cry I wonder if it's real You seem trapped inside Please help me understand What is your world like? I want to feel your love I want to know what it's like To laugh and play Imagine a thought that you cannot feel A tear trapped inside Imagine a sound that you cannot make No matter how hard you try I want you to know how I'm feeling I want you to know how it feels to be me I wish you could look into my world And see how I see my hand and remind me to hold on to hope each day. Let this song be my voice and remember uh, hope saves the day. What kind of life will I have? What's in store for me? Don't be afraid Just love and hold me I can be all that I can be With your love I can do anything With your love I can see the world Like rays of light shine upon me Inside of me